0: All right, here, buddy. Welcome to another episode of our uh, episodically modular uh, serials. Not well, I guess, somewhat serialized series. Say uh, because this is the last episode, uh, except for the re- except for the recap episode of our uh, episodically modular series, uh, "Big Farm in the Sky," PI, uh, season two. Yeah, well, it was once called the Phantom Minnow season, but uh, uh, maybe that, like, so th- what, if you're new or you never heard one of these uh, episodes before, you might say, hold on, Scoots, uh, I didn't hear the first episode. Or hold on, Scoots, I listened to episode three, and this is episode 12. Um, so let me let me put you at ease, because that's what my job really is here. So you can listen to these in any order. That's what episodically modular means. I mean, I, I don't know. I just like the way modular sounds because you say, well, you can modular, you know, that you move, the, you, know, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm also going to ch- catch you up on everything here. So Big Farm in the Sky P.I. season two is a season two of season one, which is called Big Farm in the Sky P.I. The tale of Simon, Uncle Simon, a G and DK. Uncle Simon was a uh, earthly resident, just like all of us who passed on to live life uh, in the big farm in the sky, like a second stage of existence I mean, Well, I guess second stage is a little presumptuous, another stage of existence. And in that stage of existence, it wasn't like anything I'm familiar with from my, uh, like things I've been exposed to. Cause it wasn't all good. It wasn't all bad. And it wasn't all neutral. Uh, the big farm in the sky is just kind of like a different stage of existence. And, It kind of is a place you could get a new start, and it's a new start for Uncle Simon. He decided he would be a PI, a private investigator, you know, helping solve mysteries. And also, one thing to know about Simon is Simon had, and I say HAD, because currently we'll catch you up, uh, the ability to visit Earth, uh, particularly to communicate uh, with his niece and her best friend. That's G and DK. And keep in touch with them. So that was a uh, um, not everybody. Very, very minuscule amount of people that travel to the big farm can come back to Earth and visit, uh, or even communicate with Earth. Uh, so that was season one. Was uh, Simon was up in the big farm in the Sky, solving cases, and he would check in with G and DK, and they would help him. Uh, So that was pretty much season one. Season two uh, takes place mostly in Florida, on earth as we know it, in the um, great retirement community known as the Towns, that's T-O-W-N-E-S's, one of the largest communities where uh, DK's Aunt Penny lives, and G and DK, they're in middle school, they took some time off of middle school to do an independent study program, running a business in the Towns, very similar to Uncle Simon solving mysteries, kind of, and cleaning out garages. and they they were doing they were doing that as part of like a, first a semester. I don't know. they talked their school into it and their school agreed. And so season two has been Simon helping G and DK solve cases here on Earth. Uh, but because this is the last episode, a couple of things happened. G and DK stopped solving cases in the last episode. As the semester was coming to a close, and you can listen to that episode, that's super important that's the detail really you need to know you know because they got to go back home at some point uh, but at the same time, Simon had lost his ability to keep in touch with them and return to earth uh and it, so Simon is now just in the big farm. Uh, in this last episode, just in minor detail, but again, you, you don't need to how did it happen? Kind of mysterious I mean, a lot of stuff in the big farm you know, I'm still earthbound, I'm an earthbound human, that's what they call us I think out there it's interesting though, because that's what people call from outer space calls too, but because we're earthbound um, so I don't understand all the mysteries that encompass the big farm in the sky you know, because the whole idea was a mystery, like I said, like was a big farm the sky, because these are common questions? Scoots is a big farm in the sky, purgatory, limbo, uh, you know, the good place or the, the hot double hockey stick place. And it's as far as I can tell, it's none of those. And you say, okay, is it re- reincarnate? No, no, because Simon is, still has full consciousness, you know, my, my ego must be in charge of that story because you say well, I, like what belief system can I retain my consciousness because that's what I uh, that's what I'll go for so it's none of those it's just another stage of existence i think i was trying to answer another question i forgot what it was uh but so uh yeah i think that's it like so simon's up there simon of course misses gndk gndk miss simon and let's get to the story also we have a celebrity uh, set up person Who just drove straight from Los Angeles, even though I told him you could stay at the Motel 6 in Lost Hills. That's my favorite Motel 6 shout out, Uh, uh, at least for me. That's only my opinion, though. And I told him I'd pay to to, like, I'd give him a $25 credit towards a room, which is around 50 bucks or so. But he said he'd prefer to drive straight here. Uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. As the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, as the girls, as friends beyond the binary, it's time to crack this case. It's time for Big Farm in the Sky. P.I. yeah. Uh, thanks, Antonio. So, so how's the drive up? Um, it, I think it would be impolite for me to say it was exhausting. Oh well, why don't you here? Why don't you lie right in my bed? Which is, you know, I have that new hybrid mattress from Casper. Not to not to put a, uh, a sponsor plug in, but I love it. Uh, why don't you lie there and just listen to the podcast and take a nap? Uh, yeah, just because you, you 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 just you, you know we've trained you to sleep so quietly while I record, and then maybe uh, we could play some munchkin, or I will just let you sleep. Maybe I could drive you back to Los Angeles. as a Thank you, uh, my friend. I, I'm I'm I was I'm taking the weekend to hang with you. We're gonna. I thought we were gonna go. Uh, uh do some things. Oh yeah, I forgot we're hanging this weekend. But yeah, go ahead, and take a nap in my bed, and uh, like uh, I'll, you know, listen to the podcast just like a listener. Oh, my friends, my friends. I'm talking scooter. I'm talking to the listeners now. I get to be just like you. Well, those of you that go to the live show, mixed with those of you that listen to the podcast. Uh, Good night. Uh, good night, that's Antonio Banderas, everybody. You probably help my pacing and quietness to know he's right in the other. Oh, he's lying down. I can't raise my voice, but I would have told him shoes off. Uh, now he's kicking his shoes off, uh, and you get you know you, you fully clothed in my na- you know in my bed. You know, it's fully clothed on top of the comforters. He knows the rules. Uh, so uh, thanks everybody. Time for Big Farm and the Sky PI. Uh, hey Diane, it's me Simon here. Uh, just checking in uh, to update you and some stuff, Diane. I'm I'm in the middle of an adventure, and I wanted to take a moment and stop and process things by talking to you. And also, so you know, so you're updated and everything. So thank you, Diane. I've been trying to figure out how to get back to Earth and G and D K, uh, because uh, it just uh, is an ongoing issue me getting back there, and also I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, because as I said, Diane, you know, time passes differently here in the big farm, and I know not everybody knows that, even you, Diane, even as wise as you are, Diane, you're probably I, well. That's. uh, So uh, so I said to myself, Simon, you kind of got to crack your own case, even though you don't know what it is. Uh, I have to crack the case of getting back to Earth and G G and DK, or uh, maybe uh, come to some acceptance that I won't be able to go back there. You know, because one part of me, Diane, says, well, who are you to be able to go into a new stage of existence and then go back to Earth uh, you're having your cake and then you're visiting it. You know, you're going to the ice cream shop and eating, you know, that that's uh, might not be fair. Not everybody else gets to do that, Simon. Maybe you had some time with GK, So I, I, I'm not ready to accept that, Diane. So I said, well, if I start investigating things, uh, then maybe I'll just be distracted and maybe I'll figure things out. Maybe I'll come to some acceptance. You know, maybe just like, you know, th- there is a healthy M O U R I N G going, maybe that's part of it. Uh, I mean, even if it's just my connection with Earth, it, it, maybe they said, well, we got to ease this guy in. Simon's, uh, we can't give him the full big farm, so we'll keep him in touch with Earth for a while. It could be their strategy, Diane. Yeah, whatever strategy, my strategy was to look into things because they said, again, this is stuff with the silent founder. And the karmic points and the whole heavenly solutions business uh, is still kind of vague to me. But all of that cropped up uh, at the same time. So I headed to the HQ, the, the big campus built around my home. And I thought I, I would uh, look for solutions there at, at Heavenly Solutions, you know, business that we repurposed and reinvented even though there was the founder there and who hired me and put me to work on investigating karmic points, uh, I said, okay, let's start here. So then I tried to look. I said, well, where in a giant, uh, like, tech campus would I get started if I was like, I said, okay, there's an office. I looked through the office. I said, maybe there's, like, secret panels or something, but there wasn't anything like that. Uh, but I felt like, you know, sometimes uh, Diane, you know, and maybe this is just a, something I've developed uh, over this time being Big Farm in the Sky PI and wanting to become the Phantom Minnow and then becoming the Big Farm in the Sky PI in Florida, the assistant to the real Big Farm, you know, the real PIs, G and D.K., uh, what was I going to say? So I, I learned a new skill. Oh, trust your gut, and my gut said that this headquarters uh, was the right place. So I said, "Well, I don't know what I'm doing." I said, "Okay, if your gut says be here, let's be here." Simon, come on, let's start walking around. And you know, just like taking a shower, going for a walk. Uh, here's a chance for me to just because it's just a giant uh oval. Uh, so I could walk in in multiple floors, uh, and you could go. I could go in two directions. So I could pretty much walk uh, for infinity or whatever eternity. And uh, not that it was my plan, but uh, so I started walking through campus. And you know, we there, it was a little bit busier because uh, of you know, we we reinvented that business. G G and D K and I. Uh, so there was like walking and then activities. People would be saying, hey, we're about to have a shuffleboard tournament, Simon. Why don't you join us? Uh, and I would have to debate sometimes depending. I said shuffleboard, okay, because I said that's also a good thing. Uh, but other things, they'd say, well, I'm kind of trying to go. I'm, I'm walking and thinking or trying not to think and then thinking and then walking. Uh, because I'm trying, like, and they said, well, can we help? I said, well, Maybe. Trying to get back to Earth, uh, and they said, Isn't everybody because you know it's a pretty common thing up here, or aren't we all? Or and then you know, Diane, that made me appreciate it more. He said, Well, everybody here would like to go back and see their G, you know, their version of G and DK, or go to their favorite spot, or those kind of things, uh. But I don't know. I said I thought I was looking for something specific, and then I said, "Well, let's go low." So I started going on the lower levels uh, and walking around. And I said, "Don't worry, Simon, stick with it." And then a few times, this is where things start to happen, Diane. And it's weird that it's in a, a giant oval, but I started to hear this like uh, a like a whirring noise, not a, not a piercing whirring. Uh, Worrying is like a W U R R I N G maybe Diane, instead of W O O. You know, I was trying not to W O R R Y I N G. So I heard it and I said, what's well, it the air conditioning?" I said, "Oh no, Simon, we don't have like uh you know, it's uh like this, this one thing, climate con- climate controlled up here, uh, most of the time." So I said, "No." And it was like I was like, "Who's hearing this whirring?" Uh, so I kept paying attention to it, and, and then I then I started trying to find it. Uh, and I was looking, I was looking in the wrong place, Diane. Because finally, I, I I stopped, and I cornered right now, Diane. I don't know if you've seen the movies uh, Star Wars. I think this was probably in the first Star Wars or the second one, and it might have been in the Rogue One. Uh, but there's like these little droids. They're a bit like remote control cars. They have four wheels, and they're they're a little bit taller than a human ankle. And they ride around like a remote control car. Now, a lot of them make it, in the movie. They made these pleasant noises. And I'm not sure I never dug into it, whether it was like, hey, this is message delivery or parts delivery or what they were really doing. Uh, But the Star Wars is a big thing. Even up here in the Big Farm in the Sky, people bring their fandom with them. And there's been a lot of interesting experiments and things tested. You know, people are fans of stuff. And in the Big Farm, you reinvent, you say, well, let's try to make a TARDIS. You know, that's the kind of stuff that goes on here, especially at Heavenly Solutions, since GDK and I kind of took over. So while I was surprised to see this droid, I wasn't surprised. Uh, but what I was surprised about, but I guess I wasn't surprised either. Cause this is kind of a gimmick from the movie is, uh, as soon as I noticed it, it noticed me noticing it and it paused. And then it did, uh, not a reverse, but where it rolled towards me backwards at a 45 degree angle and then changed the direction. Uh, but it like did it in a jerky way with pauses, like it was processing and buffering or something. And it was doing it did whoever made it, uh, which I was thinking was uh, it it was making that like like almost like it's singing to itself uh, itself, Diane, in a pleasant way. And I said, "Well, Simon, why not follow this droid? Uh, Because you know we're still walking around." And it tried to go uh, make a right hand turn, essentially in a uh, ovular building. So that's interesting. But you know, there's the hallway. So there are right angles within the, you know, just because a uh, building's uh, oval-shaped, it doesn't mean it can't have right angles. It just means whoever designed, you know, the, the, so it went into a right angle, and it went into another hallway, and then I was following it along. Uh, and it, I think it knew I was following it, but I was walking at a different pace. And eventually it revealed something to me, Diane. We went, went down this ramp, uh that was behind some stuff. And then the next thing you know, it went into this vast cave, uh, uh, with rocks in the whole nine yards. And it, when I went into the cave, I mean, it was big, like a tunnel, more of a tunnel than a cave. You're right, Diane. Uh, I paused cause I said, wait a second, what would G and DK? I said, well, go, let's go back to the process, Simon. And as I paused, uh, I said, okay, okay, who, I tried to go through, and I said, okay, where are we going? And then I noticed the droid was just at the edge of my eyesight uh, as the cave kind of bent down to the left, uh, or the tunnel. uh, The droid was waiting for me. And I said, okay. So, what are our options here, Simon? What would G in this case? What would G and D K say? Are our options: one, wait, uh, which we're doing now, or pause. We could follow the droid. We could go back the way we came. We could check the walls of the tunnel, which I did. And I say, okay, we can't go through the walls. Uh, any other places we could go? No. So we could go forward, backward, or nowhere. And I said, okay, let's wait a little while. And the droid waited a couple times when it noticed me looking at it, rocked back and forth on its wheels. And I said, okay, what else is... Uh... I said, I don't know. And I said, okay, I guess let's move forward. Let's keep. I said, are you waiting for me? And then it started moving forward. And I said, okay, it wants me to follow it or... It's leading me or something so I was leading it it was leading me Diane and I was following it and the next thing you know of course the cave or the tunnel opens up into a whole like not- well we don't know that's a whole nother world uh, because I was thinking about this they said well it's probably not a whole nother world it just exited somewhere I was unaware of assuming where well, the big farm in the sky is like a you know a, its own... Let's just pretend it's a planet at this point, Diane. Even though I'm not saying it's a planet, I'm just saying for this analogy, we exited because it was a different environment. There was uh, purple trees and pink grass and then sandy hills, like kind of like you'd see, but there was multi, like sand sculpture type of, but clearly sandy hill like sand dunes, uh, and there's a path kind of going through it, and the droid's kind of going through the path. Uh, and I said, okay, um, we're in a different place, uh, and I'm still following the droid, not sure where I'm going. And then eventually, uh, we started going, like I said, I said, okay, let's just keep following the droid. But I was kind of like also taking in the environment. And then we would pass, we passed like this pond, a bit like a koi pond, but it was kind of like a neon green color, but not in a way that I said, oh boy, I said, huh, interesting. And I paused to look in it and I noticed, now I don't know if this is my imagination or not, Diane, but I could see G, G and DK, like in a circle, uh, packing up their stuff, clearly at Penny's, Aunt Penny's house. And of course I was very, I didn't realize what it was, I, I just started talking to them and they paused and kind of looked around, but they like, were looking at me, but they didn't acknowledge that like, they could see me, but maybe they could hear my voice. Uh, but then I noticed the circle was slowly shrinking, and eventually like it closed up, and I said, huh. And then we walked for, I, I followed the droid for a while longer, and it happened again. Uh, and this time, G and DK were eating at the Crocs restaurant with Aunt Penny, probably their goodbye meal. And it was constant, and I said, you know, uh, have a crack, you know, uh, like it was sh- shrinking. Uh, and I said, wait a second, it's shrinking at the same pace. The last one was shrinking, and and then I thought to myself, okay, like I thought, I tried to think like G and D K, and I said, huh, what is it? What's like uh, causing the shrinking? Is it time? Is it something? And then the next time I got to water. I watched out of the corner of my eye the droid, and as the droid was going away, Diane, also the uh, the um the thing was shrinking, the portal or whatever, the view of them. So the further away the droid got, uh, G and DK got got smaller, and I said, okay, these two things, you know, might have been cor- correlation error, might not have been. But I said, this "Droid is involved in some way, or something." And I said, "Okay, what do we, should we do now?" And, and then I tried to catch up to the droid fully, and the droid maintained a speed. Not it, that I said, "Okay, that's i am not, not going to catch up with the droid." It just it was very efficient. You know, it could just go always at the same speed as me to maintain a distance. So then I, you know, I kept having to pause to catch my breath. Uh, and do the same experiment at other water points. And we're, go, again, going through the, now instead of dunes. It, it was just different, nice environments. It was very nice, uh, very nice to walk. Uh, but I said to myself, okay, Simon, when you stop, the, the droid stops. So uh, what should we do now? And I said, well, catch the droid, I guess. Uh, so then what I started doing is I would pause uh and then I would kind of walk backwards a little bit. Uh, it, I was pausing at places where there was a little bit of a rise, so the droid couldn't see me. Like I could get just back enough. Uh, and then I would run around out into the like. Uh, well, at this one was more fields with these like palm trees. Maybe they're palm trees. They were metallic color. And I would run around the palm tree and I would find something to throw in the road that the droid was eventually going to be in. And then I would sneak back, uh, and we would go. And then, like, the the droid would still be waiting for me. And then I would go and then watch the droid kind of— it was mostly, like, palm fronds. Not really a great way to slow down a droid, because it would go around them. So I said, okay, okay. So I kept doing that, and eventually we got to this forest uh, And so there was a lot more like uh, trees and, again, even though there's different colors and different textures and different smells, I think I even caught like vanilla cotton candy or something in the air. It was very very similar to a forest. So using the same strategy. And like trying to actually slow the droid down a little bit. So I acted like I was, and the the forest made it easier for me to kind of sneak off the trail because there was more trees for me to hide behind. And eventually I found some big branches. So I said, okay, Simon, we're going to get these branches. We're going to block the path of the droid. Uh, But I had to find all these branches. I had gone off pretty far off the trail and I guess it's a little bit embarrassing, Dan, because you say how, like, it, 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 sometimes these woods can be tricky. I couldn't find my way back to the path. And, and then as I tried more, you know, I'm carrying these branches, I'm listening for the droid humming to itself. You know, I'm turning, because I guess what happened was, like, when I first thought I was right-headed back to the trail, it took too long. So then I did one of those things where you, like— step with your right foot to the right. Then you step with your left foot to the left. Then you spin 30 degrees. Then you step forward. Then you spin 10, 15 more degrees to the right or clockwise. Then you you like, uh, you spin 80 degrees to the right clockwise. Then you step again. Then you look up and down. Then 45 degrees counterclockwise. Uh, These are just estimates, Diane. Then you like, uh, then you drop the branches, uh, then you walk four forward, 50 paces, then you step back. So I couldn't find, like, I think I, what happened in that situation, Diane was, uh, it got more lost. Then it was a listening. Now this is a common thing, I think, but maybe not is when you like, so you're in a forest and it's, you got your forest sounds and you also, it's under toned by like, uh, not silence, but almost like white noise. And you know, you have the wind. You have like what you are you say is that sound or lack of sound. Uh, just like they say, and it makes a sound. If a, if a tree falls in the forest, it, it makes a sound. So I was listening for the droid singing to itself. But it, again, because your ear was already hearing it, you're you're like, am I hearing that in my imagination or at a far distance? Uh, or is it some birds chirping? Because again, this is the big farm. Uh, so they kept getting, I kept getting—I think I got fur, like further and further from the path, uh, to eventually where I became to, to the edge of the edge of the trees, in an overlook where we're on like a—I don't know—we're on like a valley or like below me wasn't a valley, like it wasn't a cliff. Uh, but it was uh like it was high up, and then because I could like slide down, which eventually let me. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I said, I don't know, I lo Like at first, I had to sit down for a while because I said I lost the droid. And by lo- looking for it, uh, I guess at the time, Diane, looking back at it, I, I, I guess I had a fifty percent chance of finding it, even though, because we're at the edge of this. Uh, this part of the forest, but I didn't think that at the time. I said, Oh no, Simon, you lost a droid. It's connected to G and DK somehow. And I felt a little down and then, you know, just missing G and DK. And then I said, but then the voice of G, you know, G and DK have taught me about a lot about self-talk being in the moment and looking at the moment, uh, is kind of the underpinnings of their one of their investigative strategies that I've learned from them. So I said, okay, Simon, where are you? And I said, I don't know. And I said, what can you see? I was listening to G and DK saying this and I said, uh, I guess this I'm not sure if this is this a valley or a field or a meadow, but it was pretty far. I was fairly high up, uh, because I had a view. And in this case, the sun was setting. oh boy, this sun it was, a, it was an iridescent sun, uh, but it, well it wasn't setting. It was like had I don't know, like before where youre you still like at supper time or something. And I noticed down in the field, or wherever the meadow, far off, what looked like a giant table. And people sitting at a table, and I said, is this my imagination? And then I saw, like, smoke, uh, like they were cooking something. And then I saw it. I heard chatter. I thought maybe, and I said, well, that's at least somebody to to talk to if that's real. Like, let's go there and uh, ask for help, ask about this droid. And so I slid down and climbed down this hill. Or, like, uh, whatever, you like, this, like uh, I got down to the next level where the valley or the field was. And then I walked across quite a distance, you know, but uh, it was getting closer and closer. And then there was all these people eating. And I actually knew some of the people. Like, uh, they were people I'd met. No one I actually worked for, but people I'd met during my travels in the big farm. And they say, hey, you're a big farm in the sky, P.I., join us uh, and they hand me down and they said yeah we're just having it this is beautiful out here isn't it and i said yeah i'm kind of lost actually and they said oh okay like uh yeah these are actually the lost hills uh it's kind of a fun place to get lost in don't worry you'll find your way they're like this area is for people that like getting lost uh, like that podcast guy he loves us uh And I said, oh, okay. And I said, but I'm found now. And they said, oh, yeah, this is where you always, like, this table, this is like the picnic area. And when you could see it, you go here, and then you have a picnic with other people that are, like, uh, and I said, are all of you just lost, uh, and you just came here? And they said, well, yeah, we all just met over the past, like, hour or two. We've been enjoying some lemonade, and we're grilling up some food. But every single person, Diane, was someone I had come in contact with before. Now, I don't know the exact population of the big farm in the sky, so I did say to myself, Simon, don't overblow things. But my gut said, that's strange. Uh, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it at the time, Diane. Now talking it out, it makes it sounds like, oh, Simon, hello. And then I told them about the droid, and I guess this didn't work out so great because, like, it started people talking about Star Wars and people offering their opinion about Star Wars. It started people talking about, like, I couldn't get to, like, that uh, I needed to find this droid or what what the mystery was because everybody had their own opinions on workplaces with droids, uh, droids, Star Wars, new Star Wars, old Star Wars, uh, science fiction. And it was a a picnic, so it wasn't really a brainstorming session. And then as the sun got lower, everybody said, okay, like, let's, uh, you know, let's pack it up. Uh, And I said, well, how do we, if this is the Lost Hills, like, how do we find our way where, and they said, oh, you haven't been here before. Good thing. Like you're supposed to find us, I guess, because we've all been here before. And they said, okay, what you do is you, we all hold hands uh, and around the table, we big, form a big circle holding hands, and we do a ring around the rosy. And uh, we we do that whole thing. And then when you uh, do the fall down part, uh, when you stand back up, you stand exactly opposite face facing the outside of the circle. And then you just walk straight from wherever you are were, wherever you were in the circle, and you'll go, like, where you're supposed to go. Like, you're supposed to be back at your house, so, you you know, sooner or later, you'll know where you're going. And I said, good thing, and they said, well, that's how it works, so don't worry, you would have, and I said, okay, well, this is an interesting mechanism of the Lost Hills. Uh, So we did that, we got in the circle, we did the ring around the Rosie and the other words, you know. And I fell down, and then I stood up, and I faced out, uh, and I started walking. And, you know, this is a big farm, so it wasn't totally mind-blowing that uh, I would walk in one direction and very soon lose track of everyone else. But that happened, you know. And eventually, like, the moon came out. It was a full moon, uh, regular, very similar to regular Earth moon, day, and probably bigger. And I saw these big hedges, like the entrance to a maze. Uh, And at this point, I was like, oh, I got to say yes, right, Diane? So I just walked into the maze. uh, And I said, like, uh, okay, this is... And and then I was in this maze, and I was trying to find my way. Yeah, I was a little bit frustrated. So again, a couple of times, I stopped and sighed and stuff. And I said, well, I was already in some sort of... uh, non-maze maze maze the whole day, and I was following this droid around, and then I was lost, Uh, then I wasn't lost, Uh, now I'm in this maze, I don't know where I'm going, and I was uh, making turns, and I said, man, and then a couple times I said, okay, Simon, just stop, Uh, you know, let's see, Do, do I need to come up with a system you know, you're just walking through the maze, you know, blundering a bit. And then I heard two people talking, Diane, and they were kind of talking in low voices, like almost whispering. And they were talking, like one of them was saying, just hold on to the branches. And then the other one was saying, the branches keep moving. They see the other one who said, uh, you got to hold on to the branches so you can get through here. And you know they were just kind of a little bit b i c k e r i n g uh but i I said, okay, well, at least I could find out maybe I, you know i wasn't i said well i'm i'm needing to sell some help too sounded like they were needing help so i watched walked around the corner and one of them had like uh clippers uh like uh whatever the thing you used to cut like big branches are pruning not a pruning shear but a pruning. A big one, a two-hander for pruning, but not a saw. You know what I mean, Diane? And then I watched them, and, and it looked like the hedge was actually moving because one of them was trying to grab the hedge. So the other one, and I said, uh, hey, and they, they, they like, uh, turned, and then they said, hey, buddy, get over here. Get over here. It looked like they were almost trying to break out of the maze or something, Diane. And I said, hey, like, uh, and they said you got to help us hold these branches. And I said, uh, "What are you trying to do?" And they said, "Get through the maze." What are you trying to do? And I said, "I, I-, I-, I wandered in here." And they said, uh, "You just wandered in here." And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "This is the uh, endless maze of uh, I can't remember. It had a lot of a uh, lot of uh, verbos or not whatever you, descriptive words." Uh, of a mind, something mindless, endless, of eternity, and they said, uh, Do "You you you, sh- you just wandered in here," and they said, uh, "Yeah," and he said, "You didn't come here on some quest," uh, and I said, in, 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 uh, I said, "Can you be?" I said, "Indirectly, I guess I'm on a, I mean, I'm on a quest or, or trying to figure something out." Yes. And they said, most people come in here looking for something. And I said, well, okay. I said, you both are looking for something. They looked at each other and laughed. Uh, but they also had this look in their eye, Diane. Uh, and they said, well, like, uh, you, this maze is. Uh, and I said, it's a pretty tough maze if, with all those words you said, endless. And and they said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they said, but well, we figured it out. We found the, the we, these uh, these clippers, or maybe they said one of them. I can't remember, Dan, because that was like uh, it was a lot to take in. You know, you can't take in everything. And they said we figured it out. If we could cut, we'll just cut through straight through the maze. maze uh, and and they said, well, what if you don't go to the center? Then they said, well, we'll just keep making a grid search pattern cutting through the hedges till we find the center of the maze. And they said, we got, we got a piece of paper and a pencil too. And I said, okay, okay. So they said, we just need you to hold the, the hedges because they keep trying to move out of the way. They don't want to be cut. And I said, well, I, well, I said, the, that makes sense too. And I said, what's at the center of the maze? And then they kind of harrumped Diane they said, "How are you here looking, and you don't even know what you're looking for." And I said, "How do you expect me to help you when you're taking that tone with me?" And they said, "Well, we'll split the prize with you at the center of the maze. So we'll we'll tell you what it is, even if you'll help us." And I said, "Well, you tell me what it is." And then I, I said, "If I said I'll think about helping you," and they said, "We're all looking for the same thing. Uh, everybody here is looking for it, right?" And I said, what do you mean? And they said, I, the one guy with the, the clipper said, I could see it on your face. Uh, you, you're looking to return uh, to visit or you miss somebody or something. And the other guy said, you want to get back. Uh, so do we. And that's what's at the center of the maze. And I said to Earth, uh, And they said, yeah, this is an impossible maze of an impossible maze of a never ending madness. I think that's what it was called. And they said, at the center of it's a portal to Earth, and uh, you could keep it or take it with you. It's a portable portal. I liked how that sounded, Diane. And they said, we could share it. Like, you could go through and go where you want to go. And you know, and they said we'll figure out a. And I said I've seen TV shows where you can't share something like that. Thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty-three. And the one guy with the Clippers, he or not the other guy with the pen and the pencil, he said I'm going back. I don't need to hold the portal. Now the other guy, Dan, this is total projection, but I had a feeling he was going back to like. I mean, gold's not worth anything. But I said, are you going to go back and, like, take all the gold from all the historical places or something? And he said, no, no, no. I want to go back and, you know, see my cat and pet it and and uh, and then maybe go and do some other stuff uh, that I forgot to do when I was there, uh, like hang glide and stuff. And I said, oh, Okay. And I said, let me think about this for a second, guys. Uh, and they said, come on, man, like, we need your help to hold these hedges. They keep moving. And I said, well, I can't help you. I said, you two keep argue or, you know, dis- being disagreeable so I can hear you. But I'm just going to step over here and think about this. You know, I have like, uh, and they said, please, just help us, man. Please, please, please. And I said, give me a moment. And then one of the guys said, give him a moment. He'll, he'll he, Of course he wants to get back. He, the, he used a soft sell, which was kind of effective. Uh, he said he wants to get back just like us. Uh, and then the other guy, I thought I saw him wink. He said, yeah, we'll even let you hold the portal. You could uh, be in possession of it and take possession of it. You know, uh, well, there was two of them and one of me dying. You know, I w- so then I stepped away and I said, gee, DK, let, let me think on this one. Uh, and they said, who, what, where, when, why? That's another G&D case strategy. They said, who, who the heck are these guys? I don't know. Uh, what do they want? Uh, it seems like they're breaking the rules and they want help break. Uh, there wasn't any clear rules, uh, but it seems like the hedge doesn't want to be cut. Uh, so maybe they're breaking the rules, maybe not. Okay, where am I? In a maze in the big farm in the sky. Okay, why? Well, why? Like, uh, why? Why do they want my help uh, so they can get to the center maze and get to portal? Or maybe they would blame me, Diane. I, I said I said, well, maybe they would do that, and they would say, well, he was the one who cut it. Uh, uh, or maybe they would just now let me share the portal. Maybe they're being honest. Uh, why they want to get to the center maze really bad? And then I said, okay, who, and I said, who am I? And I said, I'm a big farm in the sky PI, right? Uh, And I said, because, you know, part of me was like, you're not, you're never going to find, you'll never get out of this maze, as Fish says. Uh, But I said, no. And I just started walking, Diane. And then I started trying to say, Simon, let's go to, and I said, let's, like, uh, we'll find our way, uh, however long it takes. I said, actually, we have a lot of time. I mean, I tried not to think about the fact that, you know, that maybe time was going to go by too fast. And, you know, I kept trying trying to just talk to myself. And I said, you're the big farm in the sky, PI. Then I was saying, let's crack this case. I kept hearing it in Antonio Banderas' voice uh, when I was saying it. And then I started to kind of try to keep track of when I was turning right and left and trying to notice more about the maze in, uh, then suddenly, Diane, I said, okay, yeah, pay attention, Simon. Stay in the moment. What are you seeing? And also, at some point, I heard them. You know, those two sounded like they were irritated with me. But eventually, I couldn't hear them anymore. And then, you know what I said? I started to see Diane. It's like, uh, as I was coming down to a T, where you could go left or right, uh, this was the first thing I saw. And maybe it was my imagination. I don't know, Diane because uh, it was a hedge and not a topiary, but I saw what looked like through the shadows and the moonlight and the shape of the hedge, uh, what looked a little bit like a cow to the right side of the hedge I was facing at the T intersection. So I went right. I said, uh, I'm the big farm in the sky, P.I. I remember a case with a cow and a case of the missing moose, I think. And then again, I saw just to the right uh and in the next intersection, what looked like a dog in a, in the moonlight coming through and the dog jumping towards the moon. And then the next one. Now, this is what you say, Simon, this is not possible. But, you know, this was just what I saw yeah, on the left because I, I could see a black turtleneck. It's Steve Jobs painting a painting, Diane. And I headed to the, the left. Uh. Then again, on the right, on the next one, I saw a shining crown. And I kept saying, I'm Big Farm in the Sky, P.I. And there was a crown shining. And I went to the right. uh, And then the next one, it was these birds uh, eating ambrosia. It was out of a bowl, like, uh, and I went to the left. uh, And then it was a music box uh, on the left, I think. And I went left, uh. And then it was this, uh, like, uh, this notebook, uh, saying bad words. And uh, I think I, I can't remember if that's, I, I turned whichever way that was. Then the goddess Ka- Callie, yeah, then it was like a dog peeing in the snow. That was definitely on the right. Uh, that one, in, I think that was the last one day and they turned and there was the center of the maze or, well, A big clearing, and the moon's shining down on this platform. And in the center of the platform's a shimmering portal, Diane. Shimmering and shining, waiting for me. Reflective and translucent somehow. And then I step towards it. I go up these steps, and the portal is like a big mirror. And I could see through it. And what I see is G and DK's room not in Florida, but in, you know, where where they, at their house, you know, they weren't in it. They were probably, hopefully, ideally they weren't in college already or beyond. They were uh, just flying from Florida home. And uh, because they also, I know they wanted to go to a couple of theme parks and ride some roller coasters but I could also see, like I said, it was a, a translucent and reflective. So I could see my reflection, but behind me wasn't the maze, Diane. I mean, I could see myself, but behind me was my room at my house in the big farm. That was converted into a museum, but it was in, it, actually in my living room where I'd normally check in with D, G and DK. in Suddenly it all made sense, Diane. I mean, I think it makes sense to you, but just in case uh, I'm wrong, I'm, I was like, wait a second, I'm the big farm in the sky, PI, and I get help from G and DK. My job isn't, I'm supposed to be here, right? I'm not supposed to be in Florida. I mean, I'm supposed to be there for G and DK when they need my help, uh, but you know, they, they're, uh, you know some of this is hard to accept as an adult uh, but they don't need me as much as i uh you know i need their help sometimes they need my help sometimes yeah but maybe it's this isn't a portal it's like a facetime plus or something Diane. and i i this is this is like my it just like i guess i said wait a second simon that's how it all started you go to their room and get some help uh they see what you need help with and they kind of help you give it to them. And, uh, I wondered what this portal's name was, Diane, you know, hardy, har, har, you know, you, you know, we don't need to kid each other, huh? But you know, you knew all that, Diana, clearly. And you know what it all meant. Like I'm supposed to be at the big farm cracking cases in D You're supposed to be in their world, being kids, uh, but we're still supposed to be connected. Just not. I mean, it's a new stage of existence. Uh, But I thought about those people at the Lost Hills. I thought about, uh, I said, you know, it's not presumptuous for me to say I'm supposed to be here. People need, if if the the whole reason I was cracking cases was because people need cases cracked. You know, if they're looking for help, I should be giving them help. And karmic credits be darned. Uh, That's my job here. It's Big Farm in the Sky P.I., and g and dk you know they're on their own journey but i can be there for them and they can be there for me and maybe i never had maybe i I don't know diane if i ever had total freedom to just go to earth i mean i did for a little while and maybe it's a fluid thing i don't know because you know i'm just talking right now uh but i reached up and i you know i grabbed the portal and it be you know what it became kind of a small thing i could slip it in my pocket i could pull it out uh Maybe, no. I'm still on my way back to my room now or my, my place. And then I got to say, this isn't a museum anymore. I'm living here. Uh, But there was one other thing, Diane, right before I reached out for the portal, my foot touched something and it was a comic book. And I looked down and on the cover of the comic book, it said, the Phantom Minnow or the adventures of the Phantom Minnow. And it had like, it was just now, it was beautifully drawn. It was obviously drawn by tweens. Uh, and then it said uh, stories by GDK and Uncle Simon. And I could tell they drew it for me. And I don't know how it got there. And I, I picked it up and I felt it in my hand and I, you know, I cried, Diane. Tears streamed down my cheeks. Uh, like maybe they had drawn it and kept it in Florida and maybe, I don't know, the portal brought it to me or just showed it to me or may, I don't know. Maybe they self-published it to me. I, but, uh, but then I opened it, and all the pages were empty, you know, Diane, waiting to be filled, clearly. And then I said to myself, okay, Simon, this could still be your hobby. These pages are waiting to be filled. You're the big farm in the sky, P.I. You're not the fan of Minnow. But I guess, you know, I said, oh, you, don't give up on this dream either. Is that what you're saying, Diane, the GDK? And I said, Simon, that's what you're saying to yourself, huh? And eventually, uh, hold on, Diane, because I'm almost almost home. Hold on one second, Diane. Sorry, I went on such a tangent there that I got to the—I still got to get everybody. I'll be right back. Okay, Diane, it's me. So I I did uh, get my place back, and it's no longer a museum. It's a historical site, so I can't make any changes. Yeah, uh, but here I am in the, the portal works uh, I mean you know that come on Diane. But well you know you like to know what's going on. Uh, you like to li- you're a great listener, Diane. You're just like G and DK and have been in touch with them. They're back at home, back at school, things are smoothed out with their grades and their project, uh it's gotten accolades, it's getting he's submitted for a national award. And I told them we taught, we filled each other. They went on, like, uh, 17 roller coasters in a row, Diane. Wow, those two. They said they're proud of me, Diane, and I'm proud of them. And uh, so I'm back being a big farm in the Sky P.I. with G and D.K. and your help, and they're back being kids, and when they need Uncle Simon, I'll be here to help them, Diane. So I'm the big farm in the Sky P.I., I mean, I'm going to take a little time off uh, now, but I'll, you know, Diane, we'll talk soon.